It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. iHeartRadio iHeartRadio or the TuneIn Radio app or for those of you checking the show out on demand via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or our official content partner when we're not here we're there there is SportsNewsAndBrews.com your official source for sports black news political news and the latest on your favorite craft beer so ladies and gentlemen Rob Calloway hanging out with you man how are you guys faring with what has become the new normal Everybody's normal is kind of different right now. Uh, it just depends on where you are in the country. I know right here in um, Metro Atlanta, where we're broadcasting from, uh, everybody pretty much is in a shelter in place, uh, which means that you can only go places that are essential. You can go out and do a little working out, but you can't go far. And we have a curfew here uh, where I live in DeKalb County. Uh, we actually have a curfew that goes into place. See, our uh, shelter in place goes into effect tonight, which is Saturday at um, nine o'clock. And so uh, this COVID thing is, is man, it's unbelievable. Uh, so many people have been affected by it. Uh, you know, me being a full time teacher, definitely feeling uh, the brunt of this thing. We've been digital learning for what the last two weeks. And so, uh, you know, if, if you're a parent out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, how's that working out for you? All my parents out there, you know, don't have that built-in babysitting system, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's unbelievable. And um, hopefully uh, this thing gets better before it gets worse. But as they say, we have to do a, a good job of what they call flattening the curve, which means that. You know, you can't be around all these people, all these social gatherings. I know here in Atlanta, you know, this is like party central USA right here, especially for black folk. And um, the one thing that I do know 
is that there have been a lot of social gatherings up until about the, I don't know, the last week. And so um, hopefully things get better here in Georgia. It's been, man, COVID has been just running rampant here in uh, in the state of Georgia. So uh, hopefully you guys are safe. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, aren't being affected uh, in a negative way uh, by this uh, pandemic. And, uh, you know, my prayers are with you guys. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be back. You know, I, I, I've been um, really, really busy. I told you guys that the last time we did the show, which was actually February 1st. February 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. It, it's been a while, almost two months. And the the last time that um, that I joined you guys, we were uh, talking about a lot of things. The uh, Wilder uh, Fury fight was right around the corner. And I was talking about having to make the decision between going to uh, Vegas to cover the fight or staying here in Atlanta to cover the, the black college football hall of fame. And you know, my God. Yeah. I, I chose my, I chose my, my head over my heart. My heart says stay in Atlanta and cover the hall of fame. But my head said, boy, go to Vegas, go to Vegas, boy, go to Vegas. And so, uh, yeah. And things have just been picking up. So, which is a good thing that, um, you know, business has been picking up and, and speaking of business picking up uh, one thing that that is uh, a positive coming out of this uh, pandemic and, and me being uh, shut in here at the house is that I've made the decision that uh, we're going to start doing the HBCU report at least three times a week, maybe Tuesday, Thursday, and then the big show on Saturday, because guess what? The coaches, the ADs, all of these folks that I talk to on a weekly basis, guess what? Guess what they're doing right now? absolutely nothing so as i started making my rounds just you know just fielding interest to see how many uh how many people would be interested in, in participating in the show um over the next uh, month or so everybody was interested because a lot of them you know guys were like yeah i just been fishing man or i just been in the garage working out or you know so uh we're gonna look to do it on tuesday thursday and the big show on Saturday at nine o'clock right here on the X squad affiliates, uh, radio network, man, HBC report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Glad to be back. Sad news out of, uh, the HBCU landscape. Uh, when you talk about leaders, civil rights leaders, Joseph Lowry, um, passed away late last night, uh, right before I went to bed, uh, the, the news flash came across my phone and I can't even lie. My heart just kind of dropped. You know, Joseph Lowry, a staple uh, in the South, a staple in Atlanta, a staple in the state of Alabama, actually attended Alabama A&M. Um, you know, he, he did some great things, man. One of those uh, King soldiers, one of Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, last soldiers. I mean, we got a few left, uh, but Joseph Lowry, a uh, stand up guy, he definitely received uh, his roses while he was living and uh, he'll definitely definitely be missed also curly neal uh former harlem globe trotter yeah man uh we lost curly neal it's so funny man because my first introduction to curly neal and, and those of you that that are in my age bracket you know full disclosure i'll be 42 this year uh my first introduction to curly neal and actually the harlem globe trotters was uh through scooby-doo uh, I think they had like a, a two-part, was it a two-part miniseries, Scooby-Doo miniseries, and the Globetrotters were on there. They kind of merged the Globetrotters cartoon and Scooby-Doo for a couple of episodes. And uh, that was my first introduction uh, to Curly Neal and, uh, man, the Harlem Globetrotters. Those were, th those were the Globetrotters. I mean, I know they're still in existence today, but the Globetrotters that everybody really thinks about, everybody really talks about, especially if... Uh, you're of a certain age. It's those, the Curly Neals and the Metal Art Lemons, those guys. You know, those were the ones that, that, that you know, created a huge fan base and, and in my opinion, made the Harlem Globetrotters an international brand, just the style of basketball that they played. And it was the, man, you know, the Globetrotters were something else. They're still good now. But back in the day, oh my God, the Harlem Globetrotters was where it was, man. Yeah, did y'all did know what? Wilt Chamberlain was a Harlem Globetrotter, right? I was having this discussion with my crack staff and everybody was looking at me crazy. Yeah. Wilt Chamberlain was definitely a Harlem Globetrotter. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway uh, hanging out with you.
um, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, man, it is unbelievable. All sports have ended. All sports. All sports. Things have gotten so bad that if you, you know, if you're a social media guy like me, you know, if you've been on Facebook, you've been on Instagram, it's almost like sports died. You know, we're reliving. I mean, I got folks on, on my uh, Facebook stream right now, you know, posting highlights of, of the Braves in the 91 World Series. I, just unbelievable. I mean, it, it, I've gotten so desperate. I actually watched a, a marble race on Facebook the other day. You know, the world without sports is, man, it, it's almost like going outside with no clothes on. I mean, just think about it. I know a lot of people, you know, take sports for granted, me being one of them, because I've never I've never been in a situation where we've lost sports. And it really just goes to show you how important it is to uh, our civilization. Not sure about anywhere else, but right here in America. But, man, we're missing it. You know, basketball, you know, LeBron and the Lakers should be making a run for uh, a championship. Baseball, we miss opening day of the baseball season. I mean, it's all kind of things. I mean, Jesus Christ. And then when you start talking about on the collegiate level, don't let me get started on the collegiate level. I know y'all go kill me because I didn't start there. Uh, no NCAA tournament. I mean, hell, no conference tournaments. I mean, this thing, um, this thing is, is just really turned into something ugly. And sports is the one thing, and I know we've all heard it. Sports is the one thing that kind of brings everybody together. There's a little racism in sports. Don't get it twisted. But sports is always or has always been the one thing that is that has brought people together, you know, got them through the tough times. I remember uh, after the September 11th uh, tragedy, man, it was man. People couldn't wait to get uh, just the, the next football game going, because I, I remember being at the Atlanta Falcons game at the Georgia Dome um around that time when George Bush declared war and it was just the the entire arena erupted in unison because everybody was so happy that we were doing something about you know uh, these terrorists that had come to America and it killed all these people it was just you know it, it brought us together it did and so uh as I said that's the one thing that that we're missing from sports right now but you know, we might be missing sports, but there's a hell of a lot of TV going on. I mean, a whole hell of a lot of TV going on. What have y'all been watching? That's what I want to know. What have y'all been watching? Because I'm going to tell y'all right now that I have been been watch, watching pretty much everything that Netflix has to offer right now. You know, for those of you that, that listen to the show on a regular basis, you know I'm a Forensic Files fanatic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have watched every episode of Forensic Files that Netflix and Hulu has to offer. Okay, so, you know, I, I kind of just turn it on. You know, that's that's like what, what puts me to bed, right? Forensic Files. But, um, you know, here lately with just being in the house, I, I have to say I didn't know that uh, that a couple of our favorite athletes were were really putting in work when you talk about uh from a Hollywood standpoint um had the opportunity of watching this documentary that came out last year uh, called Q Ball that was that's about the uh basketball team at San Quentin uh prison and uh that was a documentary that was produced by Kevin Durant so shouts out to KD uh that was a a phenomenal documentary if you haven't seen it then you need to check that one out cue ball uh also shouts out to lebron james he has the um mini series on uh netflix right now self made the story of uh madam cj walker which is currently number 3 uh on the netflix trending list now here's the thing it's loosely based on the life of madam cj walker okay I, you know, after I watched it, then I went back and put the dots together and it's still a good series, but it's, it's loose. You know, it, it's almost like you have to know the story before you watch it, or you have to watch it, then read the story just so that you can put everything together, but definitely uh, a good series to watch. Also, um, all American, this is what I'm going to start binge watching this weekend. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity of seeing any episodes, but I keep hearing about it currently number two on Netflix um, I don't think I'm going to watch this love is blind, this dating show. I don't think I'm going to watch that. 
uh, currently number five on the Netflix list. Uh, but number four, the platform. Not sure how many people have seen this. I tried to watch it, but uh, full disclosure, I'm a guy. I'm not into like all the, the gore and guts. Man, that's really not me. I can't get into that at all. And so uh, it was good for a minute. And then it got really gory and I had to turn away from it. But yeah, when I turned away from it, it wasn't like the turn away, but you have to keep watching. No, when I turned away, oh, I turned away. And so uh, I might try to watch that again. You know, and jump in. If you've seen it, jump in the chat room. Let me know. Is this something worth watching? Because sometimes my stomach just can't take this stuff. I, I'm sorry, man. I just the older that I've gotten, the um, the more and more that I've become resistant to being able to to even watching that kind of stuff yeah i'm just completely resistant to it i don't want to see it back in the day oh yeah give me all the horror all the freddy all the jason all the michael myers all the gore but now mm, not so much um but the number one uh series trending right now on netflix is just a bunch of redneck rubberish that you can't look away from. It's a train wreck that you know is about to happen, but you can't look away from it. The Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Oh my God. Oh my God. And is I mean, people talking about this thing on social media because, you know, in our community, like, you know, we got, you know, we got a little crack. We got a little weed. We got a little dog fighting going on. You know, we might have a little, you know, some pimping, some other little things going on, but my God. The things that these rednecks are doing with these animals and just the whole culture. It's not so much what they're doing with the animals. Let me back up because I know you'd be like, ooh, what they doing? No, they not. No, 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 no. It's just the culture of these guys. It's just so unbelievable. It is so freaking unbelievable that you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You know, I don't know how many people have seen a train wreck. I've never seen one in person. But if I did and it looked like Joe Exotic and, and, and any of those characters on that show, I would have to watch the I would have to watch the train wreck. So um believe it or not, I'm actually I'm actually recommending that y'all watch it. Just so y'all can see, it's not all bad in our hood, man. They try to make they try to make us think it's all bad in our hood. I be damned. <laughs> I be damned. <laughs> all right, so as we continue. Coming up on the other side, we will be joined by the head football coach of the Miles College Golden Bears. He's also the athletic director of Miles College, Reginald Ruffin, seeing how he's dealing with the, the coronavirus pandemic. Of course, this is affecting colleges across the country. And so not only do we get the perspective of a football coach, but also an athletic director. All right. So all that and more coming up on the other side. This is the HBCU Report, and I am Rob Calloway. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is our official content partner, SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time, it's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center, support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Frequently as possible. Then, as it becomes easier for you, play the record once a day or as needed. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.
Callaway hanging out with you, and yes, sir, it feels good. Oh, man, that's a classic from Tony, Tony, Tony right there. Don't don't know how I forgot to mention this when we kicked the show off, but all the music that we're playing today is dedicated to um, 1990. Not the 90s, but the year 1990. We kicked the show off with Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. That album dominated the early part of the 90s, 90, 91, 92, maybe even parts of 93. But then Tony, Tony, Tony came out uh, with this album back in 1990, and they had hit after hit after hit. And so uh, every song that that we're playing today, the three songs that we're playing today, uh, represent the year 1990. Where were you in 1990? Mm, I'll tell you where I was in 1990. And this is why I'm so excited that we decided that each episode we're going to represent a different year because, you know, like right here in 1990, I was young, tender. I was innocent. You know, the early part of the 90s, I was in the sixth grade uh, in the fall of 1990. I was in the seventh grade. So I was a, a young, tender. You know, I, I was just completely innocent. But as the as these things continue, as these podcasts continue and we get into the years and man, once we get into 95, you go find out that Rod Calloway used to be a bad boy. No, I'm playing. But I did live that life. I had a great life. Great. Oh, my. Oh, my teenage years, my 20s. Oh, my God. They were just phenomenal. I can't lie about it. I can't even lie. So why try? We're switching gears. Uh, as promised, uh, right now we are being joined on the line by a good friend of the show. He is the athletic director and the head football coach of the Miles College Golden Bears. Miles feeling, um, you know, the pinch, so to speak, from uh, this pandemic that everybody's going through, you know, not being able to recruit, winter and spring sports being canceled, you know, uh, uh, spring football, just a lot going on right now. And so uh, I'd like to bring in my good friend, Coach Reginald Ruff. And first of all, Coach, uh, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Man, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm glad I can finally get a chance to do something, man, because I'm <laughs> – I'm bored out my mind, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell I've been saying you've been posting more on social media. I'm like, man, Coach Coach got a lot of time on his hands. I, I ain't seen you man, post this much in a long time. Too much, man. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess my first question to you, Coach, before we start talking about how um, th- this whole pandemic is affecting uh, affecting you from an athletic standpoint, from a personal standpoint, uh, what are you doing to uh, the, the number one, pass the time? And then number two, uh, as far as social distancing, what, what you doing as far as that? Uh, well, you know, first off for me, man, you know, it's been my son, you know, we, we've been, uh, social distancing ourselves, you know, he wants to stay in the top of the house and I'm down on the bottom. So we kind of, uh, meet in the kitchen, but we six feet apart. So, you know, we still do the mm-hmm. same thing and it's, uh, but you know, uh, uh, we are working, working out, uh, you know, at home and, uh, uh, you know, we keep getting his jog in and, uh, of course I stopped jogging a long time ago, so I'm walking, but, <laughs> Uh, a lot of exercise, a lot of family time, especially with me and him. Uh, but the most important thing is, man, uh, I'm getting a chance to do something that hasn't been done for me. I know a lot of other guys uh, probably got that honey-do list. 
you know, cleaning out the garage, cleaning out a lot of stuff, man. It's just there's so much to do, man, that it, that it has caught up with me over the years. And uh, but I'm finally getting a chance to actually work on uh, getting some stuff, uh, you know, uh, uh, situated and uh, reorganized. Absolutely. Now, you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying because, you know, not only you're a football coach, because, you know, those guys get a little break when the season is is over with before they go into the whole recruiting uh, aspect. But you're the athletic director there at, at Miles College as well. So uh, you're kind of wearing uh, multiple hats there. So I know, you you know, it's never a, a dull moment for you. But so, you know, let's talk from an athletic standpoint. Um, You know, everything just pretty much, you know, the winter, spring sports pretty much you know, everything just pretty much stopped. So, you know, what what were are the sentiments or what were the sentiments of the athletes before they left, you know, campus in regards to, you know, everything being canceled? Well, it was a lot of tears, uh, Rod, man. The biggest thing is it came down. We had athletic directors uh, uh, conference call uh, with the SIC and uh, Commissioner Moore and, uh, you know, all the uh, executive uh, 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 councils of the uh, all the presidents, and you know when they came down to stop um, spring sports, man, the council this season, man, you know it was just hard dropping um, for me as AD to be able to, you know, to have to deliver that message uh, to all the student athletes who, you know, who you train and you know you have the opportunity to play out your, your you know, your senior year or play out your season for have opportunity to play for a championship, win a championship, and you know to look in the eyes when I had to bring that news to him, man. It was just devastating. But, you know, the thing is, I actually told him, you know, your safety and your well-being and your health is more important, you know, than any game. And uh, and, and we, we, we will comply with, with, with all rules, you know, our president and, you know, our conference and, you know, and, and what's going on nationally. Uh, we're going to comply. And, uh, and I just told him, you know, I, I, I think God is in control. I told him God is in control. Good things is going to happen. Uh, it's going to come from this. And, you know, then the NSA comes back and say the seniors have the opportunity to have another year, you know. And, and so that was a good thing that the NSA did. So, you know, even though the season, uh, you know, well, is a wash, but, you know, the safety and the, and the health of student-athletes, well-being of the student-athletes was the most important thing. But, man, to look in the eyes of those those young ladies on the softball team, they were actually playing in the crossover tournament with the rest of the teams in the uh, SIC when we all got that call, that we all had to call and, and uh, tell them, hey, that's what, this was the last game, you know, uh, uh, pack it up and – you know, get back in, and it's just, you know, man, that was hard. I'm telling you, man, it was just heart, heartbreaking, man. And uh, and you can see the tears in their eyes once we had the uh, uh, meetings with those uh, athletes, uh, spring sports athletes, and it was, it was, it was, it was tough, man, for me as the AD. Uh, but you know, our kids are, are beginning to understand the importance of what's going on. Uh, you know, in the states, in the U.S., and uh, they know this is serious, and we had to get we got to get control of this of the virus or the coronavirus, and and I think our kids understood this was the right thing to do. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Reginald Ruffin, head football coach of the Miles College Golden Bears, also the athletic director uh, for Miles College. Um, now let's talk about you know from a football perspective. You know, I know you guys would, would, you know, be doing a lot of things in preparation for uh, spring football. Uh, so, you know, how has this, the pandemic, the COVID uh, pandemic, how has it, it, it affected, uh, you know, what, what, what you're going to do? And I mean, I guess really everybody uh, in, in, a, in regards to football, when you talk about spring, you know, actually spring practice. Well, you know, uh, you know, a lot of things it, it affects. And, you know, number one, you don't have hands on. You know, I'm a hands-on guy. You know, uh, the guys come around the office. Our coaches are hands-on with our student-athletes. And now, all of a sudden, they can't be around. You know, it's tough to be hands-on. And, you know, now you have to rely on technology, you know, for, for us, you know, Zoom and uh, getting in a conversation and talking with the guys, getting the messages out to the guys. You know, this has been really their spring break because we actually uh, uh, left school probably three days before actually spring break started. So these guys get a little break, but you know, for us as coaches, we, you know, we're more hands-on, making sure they got everything uh, they need to uh, to be successful uh, academically and finish strong because we're online now. And then also, uh, you know, the coaches are, are, are keeping up, you know, with the guys and the guys are conversating back and forth, watching video and film on on some spring. We only got uh, three days of spring in before we had to actually stop 
and uh, stop, drop everything. So uh, we only had three days of practicing, and that's not a lot of time. And uh, so we have uh, sent out some videos for those guys, kind of look at practice and uh, and going through some installation stuff that we'll try to make sure we uh, continue that, that that first week of installation with our guys and uh, know our basic stuff, you know, for offense and defense and special team and uh, our calls. And uh, we're doing that with our, you know, with our with our returning guys and and just uh, keeping. Uh, you know, just checking on them, man, for their safety, you know, because a lot of time, man, our, our kids, man, they leave and go home, man. And some of them go, go into a bad, back into a bad environment. And actually being at school kind of keeps them, you know, and keeps their morale up, keeps them, you know, in, in a safe place. And, and uh, sometimes you don't like them going. Uh, to the places, going back to the places that you got them from, and you changed and and cultivated them to to doing the things that they got them away from that, you know. And that's that's my prayer, man. That when when we have to shut this down, you know, we like we have a lot of young men that really rely on being here. You know, they know this was a way out. You know, it was for it was the same for me as a as, as growing up and going to college. You know, it was a way out. You know, because in my hometown they got the tree of knowledge. Now I don't know why they call it the tree of knowledge, but the tree of knowledge were all the former great athletes that never went to school, never went anywhere, and they hang around and they drink and they smoke <laughs> and they party and and they ask you to come over here and, and let's talk and because they they were always preaching about the knowledge, but not, I always ask why y'all call it the tree of knowledge. None of y'all went anywhere. You know, and I said, y'all need to change your name, you know, to the hangout spot. <laughs> the corner boys. Know what knowledge up yeah, I don't know what knowledge up under this tree. So, but uh, you know, that's why our kind of students come from. So, and it's and it's tough, man. And uh, I mean, like I said, we hands on, and um, and a lot of our kids may not have the capability of internet, and you know, you, you know, you, t- you right. take a chance going there and and so we tried to do the best we could the ones that didn't have that capability or you know we tried to make sure we can find some place that they could go and, and make sure they do the things that it takes for them to you know to uh to be successful this is the hbcu report rob calloway on the line right now with reginald ruffin athletic director miles college uh head football coach miles college golden bears back-to-back siac football champions uh, now coach let me ask you about this because i know a lot of the schools here in georgia are actually uh, doing the waiver for kids that that don't have their weren't able to take the SAT or their scores haven't come back or whatever. Uh, Is Miles College doing something similar to that? Uh, yeah, well, we, what we're going to do, we're having an uh, executive uh, uh, cabinet meeting mm-hmm. um, uh, via conference, and all of that will be discussed. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on, man. There's a lot of things, Rod, that's going in place. Uh, I'm on the NCAA committee. Uh, we have a, a conference call Monday in reference to what we're going to do because, uh, you know, anytime it affects, and this is the thing that, you know, um, you know uh, that I've learned, anytime that it affects both sides, as PWIs and HBCUs, Things always get done real quick when it comes to the NCAA, and that's just my my belief, and that's what I feel, you know, because uh, this is this has affected everybody, you know, it's not a one side effect. So uh, since it's affecting everybody, so everybody has, you know, a putting in place and measurements, uh, you know, get things corrected, some policies, procedure. So you know, the NCAA is running around with their head cut off and trying to make things, make decisions, and and do things right, and uh, we're. You know, and, 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 and that's what coaches and that's what we're doing, too, to make it uh, viable for our student athletes, man, because, like I say, the waivers is, is important, you know, because so many kids are not going to get a chance to take the ACT. They have to postpone it or move it back or change the date. And, you know, and, and it's, it's tough, man. This is a this is a tough situation. So it's going to have to be some real uh, meeting of the mind and, and sitting down and doing what's best for the student. You know, doing what's best for the student is is all I all I believe in, and I hope that the NCA does the same thing. I believe in doing what's best for the student and making sure we are protecting the well being and the safety of our student athletes, man, and, and making sure they have a have a voice and and we're doing the thing the right thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Reginald Ruffin, head football coach and athletic director, Miles College Golden Bears. Coach, hold the line for me really quick. When we come back, I got to get your opinion on a few things that have just been killing me lately. So just hold the line. This is the HBCU Report. Thank you guys for tuning in. However, you may be listening. Don't forget, you can go back and relive any previous episode of the HBCU Report on demand via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and our official content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans who finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Break it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo. Situation is Let's cure it cause we're running out of time mm-hmm. It's all so beautiful Relationships they seem from the start mm-hmm. It's all so When love is not together Rob Calloway hanging out with you as we continue to remember the year 1990. Bill Bill DeVoe right there with Poison. Man, the boys from New Edition, they were all over the charts in 1990. You had Ralph Tresvent coming out with Rated R, his solo CD. Then you had Bill Bill DeVoe with their first effort. And Johnny Gill had the uh, My 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 album out. I forget what it was called, but uh, yeah, they were all over the charts in uh, 1990. Great year. Great year. <laughs> don't forget to follow us social media facebook instagram twitter at hbcu report uh, we are currently on the line right now with the head football coach and athletic director of miles college reginald ruffin now coach before we went to break i told you i had to get your opinion on, on a few things before i let you go and the first thing that i, I got to bring up uh, was supposed to happen this weekend march 27th and the 28th The NFL HBCU Combine, the first ever HBCU Combine put on by the NFL. Now, I'm just going to tell you this, coach. In my opinion, I feel like the NFL should just have a a group of scouts that should scout HBCU talent. Okay, but because of this whole COVID coronavirus pandemic, uh, the Combine has been canceled. All right. So 
I just want to get your opinion. What are your thoughts on the NFL's efforts uh, to host the uh, HBCU combine, even though it's technically not going to take place now? Well, first, uh, I will say this is, uh, is, 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 is it was about time um, for them to actually have an, uh, to do something for our, for our student athletes, man. Um, I, you know, I'm an advocate of student athletes, man. I, I'm, I, I'm a voice, whatever I can for them and give our kids and give our student athletes a chance. And I just believe, man, what's fair and what's right. Uh, you know, growing up, man, uh, to see the Gremlins, you know, to see the Jackson State, see the South Carolina State, the Florida A&Ms, man, and, you know, see them guys. Uh, and there's a lot more uh, of athletes that's Hall of Famers and that I cheered on, that I loved and I saw, and they all came from HBCUs, man, and they had a chance because, you know, back then, you know, a lot of athletes couldn't go to PWI, mm-hmm. and they had to go to HBCUs. And, and then you see now that, we have so many uh, student athletes, as you know, in HBCU. Uh, in HBCU, I love to see those because I, as a coach, I played against a lot or coached against a lot of young men that I know were worthy of a chance. But you know, it's always about a chance. And, and NFL giving us a chance with the HBCU combine. I'm like this, Rod. I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Mm. You know, it's just like you know, you get me a car. You know, I wanted that BMW, but you got me a Hyundai. Okay, I'm 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 thankful for the Hyundai, but that, that ain't what I really wanted, you know? And 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 that's how I feel when it comes to the HBCU combine. You gave us a particular date of the combine, but man, you should have set up combines all over, man. You know, when you talk about the history of the NFL, you could have HBCU combine date set up in in, in Gremlin in Jackson, Mississippi, or, you know, Tallahassee, Florida, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, uh, you should have had so many dates of HBCU combine because there's a lot of, there's a lot of good athletes, man, yeah. at the HBCU circuit. And we just need a chance, man. That's all, that's all our kids are vying for is an opportunity, man. Yeah. Opportunity to have an opportunity to showcase our talent. That we don't, that you don't get a chance to send a a, a a scout to a practice or send a scout like they go to the University of Alabama where you know all the scouts are there, you know. But you know we don't get a chance to see that, and then we don't get a chance when they say, "Hey, let's do a, a pro day." The scouts don't show up for a pro day that's going to be on my campus or any HBCU campus. We're not going to get representation, you know. And and even having that uh, HBCU combine was the the GMs there was the head coaches going to be there. You know, were all the scouts going to be there, or was you just, uh, or you guys just going to give us an opportunity? Hey, we'll showcase you guys. But I want to do this. I, I just believe in putting the same amount of effort over here. You put the same amount of effort mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm a, like I told you, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. That right is right, and wrong is wrong. Every day, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. That's that's how I believe. And if you're going to do it, let's do it right, you know, because we deserve equal. You know, you can't pat Coach Ruffin on the back and say, hey, great job, Coach Ruffin. And you look at my resume, and I, I never had a chance to go to a PWI as a head coach or anywhere or get any opportunity. And then people say, well, why are you still there, man? You've been successful and all that. And it just goes back to the same conversation that we all have. Why, why are kids in HBCUs not getting a chance? You know, they just as good as some of the guys that's playing at the PWIs, you yeah, know. Absolutely. They're just the eye in the sky. And and they're getting a chance to uh, uh, see that because the scouts are there at practice. Scouts are putting in information on a daily basis and, 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 and the teams in the league, they see those, those, those guys, you know, those student-athletes. And they don't see those guys when I can tell you we got great student-athletes at HBCU that are great, just need an opportunity, man. And then, and I'm, like I say, I'm grateful for them – Doing the HBCU come by, but I'm not satisfied, Rod. You know, I ain't satisfied by no means. Don't give me one day. You got 50 dates over here, but you give us one day. You know, if it's 50 dates over here, tech can need to be 50 dates at HBCU combines. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you know, and, and I'm about to let you go, Coach, but in a time where 
um, you know, we see HBCU leadership coming to question, you know, at a time where we, you know, it's been some presidents that have been, you know, removed from office and all of that stuff. You know, what is it about Miles College? I mean, because, you know, you all, you know, the, the past two administrations, the, the, the previous president and your current president, you know, they have, uh, you know, continue to put Miles College, I, I would say, in the forefront when you talk about HBCUs in, in Alabama. You know, what? what is it about Miles College that you think, it, it, you know, is starting to really separate you all from, you know, from the other institutions in Alabama? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, uh, you know, we just a school, uh, uh, you know, uh, institution that sits on the hill. I tell them when people come by, <laughs> headed to Tuscaloosa, headed to Huntsville, we're just a school that sits on the hill, man. You know, and uh, and that light shines on that on, on on that institution, man. But the thing is, man, uh, you know, I believe when you treat people right, you do the right things, and you know, whatever happened in the past of how people was treated, you know, at Miles, when you change that culture and that mindset, you know, and and we all. Uh, uh, together we stand mentality divided we fall you know because we're not going to get anywhere being separate you know uh, we're going to get somewhere by being together and we fight for each other not fighting against each other and so when you have administration that start to do that and make st- make it student first you know you know your major stakeholders are your students mm-hmm. your major stakeholders are the people that work on that campus the heartbeat you got to treat people right man you, this is not a barbaric type you know uh, 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 job that Everybody come in with a stern firm and, you know, just, uh, you know, one dictator and everybody following suits and stuff like that. Man, this is a corporation. You run an institution and at HBCUs, we need to start running our HBCUs as a corporation, man, that we're doing the things that are right. You know, we are right by raising money. We are right by accountability. We are right by transparency. We are, we are doing things right. You know, we're doing things right for our students, man, students first man and quit being selfish you know i've i've read things i've seen things but a lot of time is if you decrease self and increase others then there will be growth there will never be growth when everybody wants to i it can't be i to make to make things go forward it's got to be we it's got to be us it's got to be us doing it together as one one heartbeat, one family, one love. And we got to get out of that dictatorship at our HBCUs and just running them to the ground, man, and bankrupting them and, you know, and closing them and all of that because you just, re- I just read something where they said in 20 years, that may be some non-existent HBCUs, man, in oh, America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like every every way, year, we, every year, it seems yeah, like we're getting threatened with one closing. The way, the, way we're, the way we're going and the way we have to do is correct. I change our thought process of how we do things, man. Be about the students, man. Be about the people on campus, man, about treating people with respect and dignity and not letting people have to come to work, man, where they fear for their job or they have to come to work where, uh, you know, this group runs this institution and all of that. Man, it should be we doing things right, man. You know, I'm just an AD. I'm just a football coach. But the thing I tell people, I'm an educator. I've been educated a long time. I got a bachelor's, master's in EDS, and I've been in higher ed, been elementary, uh, secondary, high school. I've been in, in, in education a long time. And I do know the major stakeholders are our students. That's, our, that's your lifeline. That's your heartbeat. You got to treat them. You got to treat them right, man. And then when you treat them right, that's when they come back and they give, Rob. They give back. I'm going to give to you, Rob, the way you treated me. If you treated me with something when I was there, you treated me with love, kindness, respect. Rob, I'll tell you what, when I leave and I go and I get my job to come back, I'm going to give back to my institution. But a lot of them don't want to give back to the institution. And that's the thing about, you know, your return on your investment. These, I just why I say you got to run it as a corporation. You know, when I get a freshman, I get a sophomore, I get a, I'm telling them they're going to have the best experience playing at Miles, at Miles College in athletics. They're going to have the best experience because when they leave here, they gonna say, hey, man, my experience was miles was we didn't have the facilities, but we were treated like Division One student athletes. Mm. Our program was treated like Division One student athletes, and like I told them, if it's about brick and mortar, we never went be successful. There's a lot of institutions that got a lot of great facilities, but it's about the people that you bring in and you cultivate, that you bring in and nourish them, and we all come together. We one heartbeat, we one union. I can I can continue saying that. And that's why I think about our HBCUs, man, that we got to stop 
and stirring their governors where we iron fist, man, and and treat people bad, man. We got to treat people right, man. Because at the end of the day, it's about love, and at the end of the day, it's about joy. Jesus on you. That's what it is, bro. There it is. Spoken right from the word from Reverend Dr. Reginald Reffin. I didn't know you were a Reverend Doctor, but now I know. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Reginald Reffin, head football coach, Miles College. Also, uh, the athletic director down there doing big things. Man, you know, first of all, I appreciate you for always being available uh, anytime I reach out to you. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, second thing, man, y'all be safe over there in the great state of Alabama, and uh, I'll be in touch with you, okay, man? Thank you, Rock. All right, so that about do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank this week's guest, Reverend Dr. Reginald Ruffin, <laughs> Athletic Director and Head Football Coach at Miles College. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Also, thank you, the listener, because as I always say, without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Also, happy heavenly birthday to my guy, my partner in crime, Michael Bernard. I used to say we were the radio tag team champions of the world. Big Mike would have celebrated his 43rd birthday today. My, 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 how the good die young. Yep, yep, yep. Don't forget, follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is available on demand via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and, of course, our official content partner. When we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com. Your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. You guys have a great weekend. Play it safe. If you have one of those shelter-in-place orders like we do here in Metro Atlanta, please follow directions. Please, please, please be safe. I'd rather hear from you than hear about you. All right. This has been another edition of the HBCU Report. Don't forget, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Yeah, man. Have a great weekend. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.